This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. Check out their interactive workshops, events, leadership coaching blog, and more at www.kingdomatwork.com or follow them on all major social media platforms. Kingdomatwork.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you from Lubbock, Texas. That's right. You find it hard to believe that last week we could be in Chicago and this week we could be in Lubbock, Texas. But it was an amazing drive across the country this weekend, wasn't it, Martha? It sure was. And, you know, Jim, so many of our shows are virtual. So I just we really are here. So yeah, we're here. We woke up this morning to 32 degrees. I don't have a winter jacket. It was really fantastic. So but let's tell you why we're here. We're here because this is the week of the Kingdom Leadership Workshop hosted by Kingdom at Work dot com kingdom at work dot com you know let me just tell you why we've you've heard us talk about this so many times but the whole idea is for us to understand that our work matters to god and as christian business owners and leaders of organizations god wants us to bring the kingdom alive to into our workplaces into the marketplace into our country because when a kingdom leader engages in a kingdom style then a kingdom culture emerges and the kingdom of God advances. And here to intro our week with us, returning guests, Rick and Holly Beatonbow. Guys, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you so much. It is such a privilege to be with you today. Well, we're excited to have you. Rick, you, you're going to be with us today? Yeah, I'm here. I, I, <laughs> she spoke for me too, Jim and Martha. Thanks for having us. Well, we're grateful that you guys are hosting us, and we're excited to hear some of this. Just kind of a recap, because you guys have, God has used you guys to do amazing things. You've taken the Kingdom Leadership Workshop across the globe this year, and we want to hear some of that about that. But first, let's just start off with some faith stuff. And this question I didn't tell you I was going to ask you, but let me just ask you right up front. We all get to experience God differently. And in the last six months, I'm guessing since the last time we were face-to-face, you've seen God move in amazing, miraculous ways. Rick, what's one way you've seen God move in an amazing, miraculous way here within your organization? Well, God seems to be moving all the time with us. Uh, That's something that we've experienced for 25 years. But lately, I think what the Lord has been saying to us, to our leadership, is to let go um, and let God we are in the business community, in the marketplace. We are good at developing systems and processes and leadership principles that we follow and things that we do that get the same result next time than they got last time. And I think we're in a season where God is just reminding us that he's in charge and his kingdom doesn't work with recipes. And so he's invited us to back up and let him be more in charge and more in charge. And the next generation, he's going to raise those people up. And so we've been in the middle of that conversation as a leadership. That's what God's been saying to us. Hmm. Holly, what about you? You, I know that you hear the, uh, the voice of the Lord differently. You have an amazing, as a woman, you always, I mean, women hear the, the voice of God much more easily than men do. But you also have a very intense sense for what the Spirit of God is saying. What have you seen God do amazingly in the last six months? He has really been working on us. Um, There is a spirit of religion in our area and in our city that a lot of us have grown up with. And it it becomes a lens through which you view everything. And he wants to break that off of us. And what he keeps speaking to us is he really wants all of us to walk in the level of freedom that his son Jesus died on the cross for us to walk in. And so this spirit of religion, along with that comes performance, um, perfection, control, 
All of those are elements of this spirit of religion that he wants to chip away and break off of us. And the picture that he keeps giving me is when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fiery furnace. They were all bound together by a rope. And in their time in that fiery furnace, the only thing that burned off of them was that rope. Hmm. Not one hair on their head was singed. They didn't even smell like smoke when they walked out of it. But that that tie that was binding them. And so the Lord really wants to set us free. He wants us to walk in freedom. And he keeps saying that um, we can only lead others into freedom to the degree that we ourselves have found freedom. Hmm. There's a question I was asked about that. Do you think when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were getting thrown into the furnace and they were roped together, do you think they screamed? Or do you think they were totally at peace? I think they were totally at peace. I don't know. I think I still would have, I might have screamed. I don't know. There might have been with that, that momentary <laughs> thing. But you're right. I mean, it seems like they weren't at peace. I mean, they were just being obedient, whether it resulted in them in having death or not. We're talking with Rick and Holly Beatonboat. These guys run an organization, the Beatonbow Companies, as they may be called. Beatonbow.com is their home building company, where they build a thousand residential homes a year. And because of the work the Lord has done in their lives, they learned how to develop a kingdom company. Well, they're still learning it. I'm sure they tell you, they tell you that. But because they just started experiencing really the Lord moving in their lives, they developed a ministry called Kingdom at Work, which is why we're here to highlight the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. And we're so excited to share that with you guys. Uh, Rick and Holly, let's just take a step back, Rick. How did Beat and Bow Homes get started? Well, my dad and I came together in 1992 to form Beat and Bow Companies or Beat and Bow Homes. At the time, Dad was in California and had gone broke in the real estate business. And I grew up walking with him and riding to work with him and watching him in the marketplace. And he was in apartments and motels and all kinds of real estate. But he lost it all in the 80s, and including my mom. Divorced my mom when I was 19 and uh, ran away to California to find, as he likes to say, sunny skies. It was pretty cloudy over Texas, he says. Meanwhile, I was in the software business, having flunked out of Texas Tech University. I was just trying to make a living. But I always knew I'd be in business because I'd watched my dad in business, and I always wanted to be what he was. I didn't know exactly what he did all the time, but I knew I wanted to do that, make deals and talk to people and be in the marketplace. And so in 91, I built some homes for an investor here in Lubbock. And it came time when she was done buying homes from me for her rentals, it came time for me to build some homes for the mainstream marketplace. And I felt like I couldn't do that by myself. I wanted my dad to come back and join me. And so I invited him to come back from California and join me. He would sell them and I would build them. Well, he got here and I had a big vision for building these affordable homes in Lubbock. But he had a vision. Uh, he had come uh, around in his life and had, was on a faith journey. He had grown up in church and didn't know anything about God really. He knew there was a God or believed there was a God, but he didn't know God. And in California, he had joined a spirit-filled church there and was just on a journey of faith. And so when he came to Lubbock and we sat down to talk about this new enterprise, Rick and Ron Beatonbow, he invited me to consider what we might do if we had success. He said, could we honor God? And I didn't know what he meant by that exactly. And I asked him, what, what does that look like? And he said, I don't know that I know exactly what it looks like. But maybe it involves giving some money away that we could make in this business if God shined his face on the business. What do you think about that? And I remember kind of thinking, hmm, 
well, you know, we could probably use all the help we could get. <laughs> so with very little faith, I agreed with Dad that we would do that. And looking back on that now, we like to think that was a covenant that Dad and I made with God. Or in businessman's lingo, we made a deal with God, right? Sure. <laughs> and so he blessed us from that very first day. We had success immediately. And so we started giving money away to ministries all over the world. We would invite them to come here. And Holly joined us to do that full-time. And she was hunting down evangelical ministries around the world. And we were making money, and she, we wanted to partner with the people that were doing ministry because we didn't think of ourselves as ministers. We were business guys and gals, and our contribution to God's work was to make money. That's the way we thought about that. That's the way most of us were trained. So um, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but it didn't, know, it didn't stay that way. That wasn't the end decision for you guys as to what your company would do and how God would use your company. How has that changed over the years? Well, what's fun, you know, is God will take you right where you are. He says, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm cool with that, but I'm not going to leave you there. <laughs> and so he joined in with us because we allowed him, you know. He was there the whole time, but we really were allowing him now to lead us. And he brought these ministries to us through Holly and her team, and they started talking to us, and God used them to begin to change our mindset about what we should do and what we could do. We didn't know the, the kingdom. We didn't know anything about the kingdom. We were in church, and we didn't ever hear that word or understand that concept. Um, we were just trying to make money and be faithful with it. That's how we thought. We're talking with Rick and Holly Beatonbow from Beatonbow Homes and really the Beatonbow companies of which Kingdom at Work is one of them. These guys have a story to tell. We wanted you guys to hear it, but we want you to come to Lubbock, Texas to hear all of it. But here's the next step. Rick, you had a company that you... You, you thought, as I thought, I was, I was discipled exactly the way you were thinking. Well, I'm a business has nothing to do with faith. And so just, I'm going to make a lot of money and give it to ministries. Yet God then brought about a shift, which you want Holly to share. <laughs> yes, God did. He brought, um, just a huge change in our thinking. So we operated that way for a long time. We were making this money it was coming in the front end. We were giving it over there to the people doing ministry. And just one day the Lord just lifted my head up and he showed me all of the people that work in the company and he said it's amazing that you're giving all this money out there but you have these people that work with you every single day what do they know about my love for them and my generosity in their lives through your example Whew, that was a convicting moment and I know it sounds crazy but it honestly never occurred to us you know we felt we're believers, we're followers in Jesus, we're reading our Bible, but yet we were keeping the people that we work with eight hours a day at arm's length. We, um, we were saying essentially, you know, leave your problems at the door. When you come in, you're here to do a job, do your job. Um, the world tells us all of these things. The world tells us you can't really have a personal relationship with the people you work with. It's not professional. It gets messy. It gets ugly. Um, but the kingdom of God, God tells us to love your neighbor as yourself. And don't just pretend to love others, but really love them. So when he did that in me, that began this wrestling match of that. And I started saying, yeah, well, the world says all of this. But my Bible says all of this, and so how can I be a follower of Jesus and not walk these things out in every minute of my life? And so he began to show us 
that one of the greater parts of our ministry was to the people that we work with every day. And that started with him giving us his heart to love them, him giving us his eyes to truly see them as he sees them as treasures, as gifts, as one of a kind masterpieces that have something special and unique to bring to this world that only they can bring. And so when we started seeing them the way he sees them and, and it just started breaking our hearts, um, then we started realizing the tremendous responsibility the Lord had entrusted to us mm. by bringing us all these treasures. Essentially, his hope for us is that we can help them discover who he's created them to be that we can help them discover who he is, what his kingdom is about and who he created them to be and help them develop into that. Almost like your children. It's like a parent's role with children. You know, that's kind of how we started seeing our role in the company as leaders. We're kind of parents. We're grandparents. We are, um, we're just called to love. We're called to love them with his love because he is love. So when we genuinely love people, we're giving them him mm. and and we had to fight we had to learn to fight the urge to um you know look for salvations like there's no goal here there's no end goal like they are not a project the people that work with us they're not a project for us we're not we're not setting on a course to evangelize them we are free to just love them but that's an end goal. It's not a, it's not a statistic. It's not something you can map out. It's not something you can report on. You can't report on impact because you don't know the impact unless you actually hear it from people. Yet it was a phenomenal end goal to make sure your people knew that they were loved. Yes. To make sure they know they're loved. So <clears throat> them accepting Christ as their savior and, and walking in that, of course, is a desire of ours. But if we make that our end goal, then we have an agenda with them. And the Lord um, corrected us in that. He said, you know, there's no, you don't, you need to be free from any agenda. You need to be free to just love. And that's freedom for us too, you know, but people know when they're a project, they know when you have an agenda, <laughs> they're wise. And so if you set out to just love them, then you're free in that and they're free in that and this nothing gets caught up in the middle of that and they eventually when you are so loved like that it's so attractive and it is so winsome that people are drawn to the lord so holly we have listeners who probably have never even considered an, a work environment that would look like that um spell that out in some of the examples of what that looks like for people to truly feel loved in their work environment what are some of the things you started to do to be obedient in that okay so we really it's kind of, it's a, it's a family it, mm -hmm. it became like a family so when we have couples in our midst who are getting married on company time we started hosting wedding showers and celebrating that special event in their life and everyone in the company bringing gifts and we have food and we all surround them and they open gifts and we pray over them. We pray over their marriage. Same with baby showers. Um, if we have someone who has a family member in the hospital, mm -hmm. we surround them. We take the meals. We, um, just are loving getting involved in their lives, every aspect of their life. 
If we learn that a couple's marriage is struggling, we seek to help them find some marriage counseling. Um, if if we just learn that they need just a date night, we might even offer to babysit their kids for the night mm-hmm. and let them go have a date. Um, whatever it takes, just loving on them, just really seeing them for who they are. And that, as a leader, that requires vulnerability and transparency for us too. In order for the people that we're working with to feel safe being seen, mm-hmm. we have to be willing to be seen. Our mistakes and all. We have to be transparent about our struggles, about our defeats, about our um, victories, about our battles. And we, what we discovered, what the Lord showed us is the more willing we are to be transparent and vulnerable in those areas, the safer they feel being seen and being themselves. They're invited to come to the table too with all of that. Boy, and that sure is countercultural, isn't it? That's not what they're seeing out. They're seeing perfection. They're seeing, you know, everything in life being glamorized. So when they see that vulnerability and that honesty, what kind of response did you get? It breaks down walls. Mm. It just breaks down walls. You know, in the world, um, the world tells you as leaders, if the people see your weakness, if they see your failures, they'll no longer respect your authority. <laughs> but in the kingdom, what we've seen happen is when we showed them willingly our failures, when we showed them our weaknesses, they loved us even more. Mm. And they felt free. All of a sudden that wall, that, that invisible wall that's between employees and employers came crashing down. And we were all just people looking across the table at one another in our, in our struggles, in our life, you know, we're just people, all of us. And there's no anybody up here or anybody down here. It's all, we're just levels, the playing field. And, and we're, we're able to then just walk life together in realness and authenticity and transparency and vulnerability. And yes, it gets incredibly messy. (laughs) Well, and and I want to just jump in there. Okay. So I, I love the fact that I totally agree with you. And everything you teach about is, is scriptural. Everything you just said is scriptural because Paul lived transparently in front of, he wrote those letters. He wrote, well, he wrote half the new Testament, but Rick, you're trying to run a company that builds a thousand residential homes a year. I mean, what everything you guys have just talked about in the first half of the show has all been about feelings <laughs> <laughs> and people, not about building a, a, a home where you can get customers and get new customers and referrals and things like that. And there's only a minute left in this segment, so I want you just to ponder that one. But, I mean, can you do all of this and run a successful business that makes money and proliferates at the same time? Well, it turns out that people who are cared about and then cared for build great homes and probably great businesses that are not home-building companies. Taking care of people, which is what God wants us to do, works in the marketplace. So if you want to hear more of this story, and if you want to experience really what you're experiencing right now live on the radio, you need to get signed up at the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. Kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. Three times in 2019 will they be holding this conference here, right here in Lubbock, Texas. Don't look for it in any other city because it needs to happen right here where you can experience it as it is playing out. Kingdomatwork.com, 
Kingdom Leadership Workshop. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Yeah, we're back here in Lubbock, Texas, because every Christ-following business owner and leader of any kind of an organization needs to bring their leadership team to the Kingdom Leadership Workshop. It is absolutely a must-do. It has to be on your list for 2019. If you really, if you've been listening to I work for him for any point of, for any amount of time, you understand that your work matters to God, but sometimes you don't really know how to put it into practice and you'd like to be able to hear somebody else's story and how they made it work. That's what the kingdom leadership workshop is all about. It's about when a kingdom leader engages in a kingdom style, then a kingdom culture it emerges within the organization and the kingdom of God advances. But we know that you can't all come to Lubbock, Texas in October, which is why we're here in October. And we wanted to bring you some of that story to the radio today as we talk with Rick and Holly Beatonbow. It started with their two hearts and really just wanted to serve the Lord and be obedient in their work. And let me just go back, Rick and Holly. Rick, okay, what you guys have just talked about in the first half of the show. It was all great stuff, all biblical stuff. It was it was really, hey, our people need to know that they're loved and uh, then they'll then because they're loved, they will naturally perform better. You also have higher retention. I mean, it's that it's that whole. I mean, there's been books written about this. Five languages of appreciation in the workplace. Okay, but it's more than that. You guys aren't just loving your people. I mean, you are. But, but I, I, the way we describe your business, just so you know, live on the radio, we tell people <laughs> He's very about, curious. <laughs> we we tell people as we go across the country, say, listen, we go to Lubbock, Texas, and you walk through those front doors. And it's better than going to church because when you walk through these doors, you feel the power of the Holy Spirit working inside this building. Praise you see it in the people. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time we were here, we were here for a Wednesday where you guys waffle Wednesday, right? You know what it's called? Yep. Okay. I mean, it was just amazing. The ministry that would be done among all the employees over waffles, which they were good, by the way. I'm, a, I'm in favor of Waffle Wednesday. Actually, I think that should be implemented across the country. I know of a few companies that have started it since yeah. we've talked about it on the but, air. <laughs> but this is a concept. For, for most of the business owners and leaders out there that are Christ followers, the, where you started off going, okay, well, I'm going to make a lot of money and give it to ministries so that I can bless the ministries. That's where most people in the United States of America that are Christ followers, that are believers and involved in church, that's most of them are at. You guys are talking about a whole different shift. And most of the people are thinking to themselves, they're thinking, I like that idea. It sounds really neat. Sounds like church, but I have to make money. I have something to build. I have an accounting practice to run. I have a, I have a hospital to run. I have a, I have a manufacturing plant to run. I have a bunch of, you know, I don't know, whatever those people are doing, they've got it to do. And they're going, how can I do all that and do what Holly just described for almost nine minutes on the radio in the last segment? That just is plain and simple overwhelming. How did they do it, Rick? How did they do it, Holly? Rick, you start, though. Well, I think the first thing we need to do as Christ followers is recognize that the business that God has given us is for his purpose. So I think of it like a progression. Maybe in the early days, um, I have a business, and I would like to honor God. That's how Dad and I started those very specific words. Mm-hmm. So for us, that looked like we want to give some money away to some ministries out there. But then as God begins to move us to a little different direction, now he's going to be present with us in this business. And it's more than, the, uh, than about the money. In fact, does God really need our money? It becomes more like this. We say, okay, well, Lord, we want you to be with us and guide us. And so we want to go here. Would you bless that? Would you go with us? And God loves that, and he's okay with that. But there's another progression in which this is actually God's business. 
and now I go where he says to go. And his kingdom breaks out in that environment. It becomes a family where people truly and genuinely love each other. And what happens is people that are loved and cared for will care for the business. And so God's stuff works. People stand up. Uh, they are raised up to God's highest potential for them. That's the way we think about it. Not the highest potential for our business, but for, but we want to lift people up to their highest God-given potential, which means we're going to be thrilled if we help someone grow spiritually, uh, professionally, and they leave. That could be God's end for them. We're not selfishly keeping them here. We want to develop them to their highest potential in God's kingdom, and that might mean they leave. To have that heart for them is a powerful and beautiful thing that is a lot of fun to do in the marketplace. I have so many thoughts, and I'm just trying to get them down there. They were just like, <laughs> it's like which way do I want to go? Well, I, 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 I love what you're saying. I think probably it might, might be helpful. Let me just, that was the thought I was having. Let's just explain the kingdom. Because as you said, you'd never heard a sermon on that before. This whole idea was brought to you. And most people don't realize that Jesus talked about the kingdom 96, I think, times in the church two or three times. Right. What is the kingdom and why? Do, what does it have to do with the marketplace? Mm. Well, um, so the kingdom, in a kingdom, what do you have? You have a king. You have one king who rules, who has authority, who has governing principles that, that govern the land, that apply no matter what. Um, the king also, for those loyal followers and faithful followers, gives authority to them to um, administer those kingdom rules and policies. And um, so what the Lord has shown me recently is the kingdom is so synonymous with the family. In a family, you have a father um, and you have children. And so um, it's the same as in the kingdom. And so all the children are all of the people that live in the kingdom. We are all building one kingdom. We are all serving one king. And so um, that's a beautiful thing. We, we're all together serving this one. And so in the family with the father, we've all been adopted in. We've all been adopted in. So if, if our father is the king, what does that say about us? What does that say about our identity? And I think the Lord first has to take each one of us individually on that journey with him to reveal to us our identity as his son and daughter. What authority has he given us? Who has he created us to be? You know, his word tells us that we are masterpieces, that we are, um, there's no two people just alike. And he's given gifts to each one of us. We're created in his image. So he's put a part of himself in us. Um, that is unique and um, only we can bring that to the earth. And so we, we each have to seek that out for ourselves. What does it mean to be a son and a daughter of the king? What is my specific calling? What is my specific role in the kingdom? Um, that's just kind of where he's taken us in our understanding of that. So let me, let me say it in a real practical way. Okay. I think that might be what you're looking for and what maybe every, all of us are looking for. Um, as a business leader, what has happened for me in the last four or five years, progressively, but significantly in the last couple of years, is as I have really believed and started to live in such a way that this is God's business and not mine, I've had such peace, such release, because 
When it's God's, he's going to take care of it. That's a promise that we have in Deuteronomy 11.32, where he promises that his kingdom will have reign from heaven, his provision for everything. And for me, that is a great release and a, and a, a burden off of me as a leader. This is God's. He's going to take care of it. My job is to take care of his people and to go where he says. He leads us, very practically speaking, in the home building business, he leads us to the right land deals. He leads us to the right partners that we should partner with. He brings the right people here that should join in with our enterprise, his enterprise. He just brings all the provision, all the things that we need. And what can I say? We are way more than I ever thought we would be. Dad and I, in 1992, our vision for this was tiny compared to where we are. I couldn't have imagined that we'd have 200 employees, that we'd be in five cities, build a thousand homes in one year. In fact, any of, if I had known that that was God's plan, my mind would have been blown, right? I would have been striving toward that and trying sure. and had the pressure of how to do that. So instead, God gave that progressively to me and us. But what we have is the freedom because it's his and he's going to take care of it. And that's what he's done. We we just have a it's a it's a beautiful thing. And it's like a family. We love each other. Now, families don't always get along. And so a family, we're a family just like that, right? You don't always love your crazy uncle or you know, there's going to be some, some relational things that we have to work through as a family. And if somebody leaves the family, it's really extra sad. But we are believing that we'll have a relationship with them outside of their place here. And we want them to go on to something else with our blessing. And we're excited for them to do that. And so that's the heart of God. The businessman in me doesn't like raising somebody up or investing in them. And then they leave. But the kingdom in me says that's what God would have me do. Uh, it's for his kingdom, and that return is not for us. It's for his kingdom. How many kingdom representatives do you think you've planted in other people's businesses in the last 20 years? <laughs> a bunch. We've helped a few business owners start up, too. Mm. I mean, because really that's what you're looking at. You're, 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 doing, you're a discipleship training program for uh, uh, training up kingdom people to be able to take that kingdom message into other companies. Yeah, if we weren't okay with people being raised up and going somewhere else, then that would mean we were trying to build our own kingdom. Yeah. Mm. So we're not about building a name for Beaten Bow Homes or building Beaten Bow Homes. We're about just following the Lord, listening to Him, doing exactly what He says to do next, and He takes care of everything else. It's Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. I will tell you that there's one listener listening today saying, you guys are just a bit too Pollyannic for me today. How do you de how do you deal? I mean, I know you get skeptics. How do you deal with the skepticism? I mean, because I, I, we've seen the power of God involved in the ministry of I work for Him. We've seen it, unexplainable things happen. But how do you deal with those skeptics saying, "Really, Rick and Ollie, I don't know what you're smoking. It sounds really neat, but really." Well, you know, you you can't argue with the testimony. Amen. Uh, you can't. The, the, the best thing I can say about it is that is our experience. Now, what I will say is we also have the experience where people become entitled, where people don't, they reject some of the generosity. Mm -hmm. They reject the love. That's going to happen. And so it does happen. And people leave here unhappy or, you know, we have the same kinds of things happen, but we are going to continue to love 
and follow the Lord. Amen. And just like Rick said, it's you got to hear the story, which is what the Kingdom Leadership Workshop is all about. You got to come hear the story, and you're going to hear from so many different levels of the organization, layers of the organization. Kingdom Leadership Workshop. It's hosted by KingdomAtWork.com. KingdomAtWork.com. Martha and I are in Lubbock, Texas, to highlight it all week long. Check it out online, KingdomAtWork.com. You listen to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We made the trip from Chicago, Illinois to Lubbock, Texas over the weekend. And we got to see parts of the country that many of you will never get the opportunity to see. But it was it's incredible. What an incredible country we live in. But we came all the way to Lubbock, Texas once again to highlight the ministry of Kingdom at Work, which is really a ministry of telling the story of Beaten Bow Homes and how Rick and his dad, Ron, and Holly, Rick's wife, the three of them together came together to figure out what does it really mean to, to do really good business, Beaten Bow Homes, which is building a thousand residential homes in five cities in Texas every year. How do you do that, but do it with purpose, do it with intentionality, do it with God at the center, with God making the decisions and being an impactor in their community. That's what this is all about. The Kingdom Leadership Workshop is not uh, come here and get a workbook and you're going to just get the step one, two, three, four. You're going to hear their story and you're going to see how the Holy Spirit impacts your story. You have got to get your leadership team signed up for next year's Kingdom Leadership Workshop. It is, this is an I work for him, absolutely endorsed five-star event you have to be <laughs> participating in. Do we have five stars? We, can we do that five stars? Well, yeah. Yeah, sure. Of Martha's course. looking at me like, we don't have a five-star I was going to be thing. funny because like a hotel five-star means they have lights in the mirrors. I mean, it's silly thing. You know, it's like, okay, so what is it that makes it a five-star? This What makes it a five-star yes. is you can't it's come kingdom. and experience and not walk away without being, you can't walk out of here without mm-hmm. being impacted. we got Rick and Holly Beatenbow here. They're sharing their story. And, and I want to talk about the conference, but I want to talk about your marriage first. Sorry, um, because the Kingdom Leadership Why are you Workshop. Sorry? Well, because <laughs> we said we were going to talk about the leadership the workshop, uh. but you guys are running a business with hundreds of employees and thousands of tradesmen, and you've got a ministry that's impacting people now all over the world because you guys took this to Europe, Kingdom Leadership Workshop to Europe, and so now you're growing it in Europe. How in the world are you protecting your marriage from all of the demands of what's being called? You guys are being called to do. Well. Um absolutely keeping Christ the center, each one of us, each one of us spending our quiet time with the Lord. Cause I'm telling you, I will go get quiet before the Lord and he'll say, Holly, you know, those thoughts that you were having about Rick. No, no, let me show you the truth. And so then there are so many times, even still when he is having his quiet time with the Lord, he will approach me with tears in his eyes. And he'll say, you know, the last time he did this, it was so beautiful. He said, I notice that I love you, but I'm, I, I'm loving you, but I'm not loving you well. And so I'm, I need to serve you better and I need to do, you know, and I'm like, oh, I mean, the Holy Spirit will correct us if we will take time to sit before him and let him teach us. He knows how he can tell me how to love Rick better than anybody else because he made him. And he can tell Rick how to love me better than anybody else because he made me and he knows, you know, we, we are constantly praying and asking the Lord to give us his vision of this marriage. And so, um, I I would say without a doubt, it's keeping the connection with the Lord, um, in our own individual lives that keeps us together, keeping Christ the center. Rick, do you agree? I do. It's also a lot of fun that we get to serve God every day, all day long together. Mm. in the business. Um, 
I've, I'm an organizational guy, and Holly is a pastoral style, and the two come together beautifully, I think, and we're neither of us complete without the other in this leadership, so we co-lead everybody. It's this story that has been growing that the Kingdom Leadership Workshop is all about. You got such a high demand. There was such a high demand all across the country for people to hear your story, to, to understand what God was asking you to do here that people said, well, tell us what you're doing. Tell us what you're doing. That's where the idea of the kingdom leadership workshop came from. Let's talk about this because people can get signed up for next year. In 2019, you do it three times in the States right here in Lubbock, February, April, and October kingdom at work.com. But Rick, what can people expect if they come here? Well, a couple of things. The first thing is we are going to share what God has shown us, which some of that is going to apply to them. and Some of that is not going to apply to them. We want the senior leader to come and bring their, their leadership team, which might just be your spouse or one person or two people, or it might be ten people. This cannot be done alone. I could not have brought God into this operation fully by myself. Um, a team together can do that. Together we are aligned, and we can do that together. And so we're inviting them to bring their leadership team. Don't come alone. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell our story, and we're going to invite some them to sit around the table and talk about what their story could look like. They're going to have lots of opportunity to do that. In fact, probably 30% of the time is going to be them around a table talking about how this would look in their enterprise. I say all the time, you don't have to pray about whether your business should be God's ministry. He wants it to be. There's no question. It's, it's, it's absolutely what he wants. What you need to do is skip on down to the next question and you need to start praying about how it will look and you need to bring your team and together y'all ask the question how so so core values that's one of the things that we talk about with them that leadership team so rick and ron and i together the core values what were the things god had put in us that that we felt like god wanted to exemplify through the whole company so excellence generosity unity and growth those are our core values But God has put inside each one of these leadership teams their own set of Mm -hmm. core values. So we want to try to help them identify what God has placed inside of them that he wants to be manifest in that business. And so that's that's one of the exercises that we go through. So, uh, again, for our listeners, we're talking with Rick and Holly Beatonbow, and we are here getting ready to launch this fall's um, Kingdom at Work um, experience and they can find out more about the future ones at kingdomatwork.com. One of the things that I think you um, are emphasizing is the fact that when you bring your leadership, when you're sitting around the table and you hear something that you go, how would we do that? You're giving opportunities to hash it out right then. That's right. Yes. And so that they then can go home together with something that they can start to get excited about and not just get excited about and put it on a shelf, but to actually have a plan for how to implement that. So you want to talk about that for just a minute? Well, first we call it a workshop for a reason. It's not a conference. It's a workshop. It's three days. Mm -hmm. A workshop is roll up your sleeves and do some work. Make a plan together. How will our business be God's ministry starting tomorrow? Um, That's what we invite these leadership team to sit around the table and talk about and we've got one of our senior leaders at each table Mm -hmm. to facilitate that but and guide that but not do that just be there to help them think about things and invite them to bring their experience their own personal experience here into that conversation but really help leaders and their teams figure out how their business can be god's ministry (laughs) and what we experienced last year or last spring when we were here is 
this amazing amount of camaraderie. Businesses, even competitive businesses within Texas, yep. working side by side with with each other. But at the it, not but at the end of every week, business owners and leaders that have come here with their teams, they can't walk away ineffected. They they have been affected. What is one of the most common things you hear from business owners and leaders who have brought their teams here? What, what's the the most common feedback you get as they leave the Kingdom Leadership Workshop hosted by Kingdom at Work? I think three things I hear a lot. Number one, their eyes are opened to the people around them. Mm. We had a home builder here this past week, and he experienced our culture, and he said, Wow, I have heard about this from some conversations, but I'm leaving here with a different way to look at my people. Mm-hmm. They, have, they know that they're supposed to go home and serve the people that serve that business. That's the primary purpose of the leadership team is to serve the people that serve the business. Mm-hmm. Second thing that I hear very commonly is I need to go home and I need to invite my leaders to gather around a common purpose, a new purpose, a kingdom purpose. That's different than my mission, whatever my business is. That's my mission. That's what I do. Why I do it is my purpose. That's different. Maybe I build homes. That's our mission. That's our what. Our why is to reveal God through our work in the marketplace. And so that is a totally different way to think about this. If I have a purpose, then it is transferred to whatever I do. And so that's what we hear from people very commonly, that they go home and gather their leaders together and start asking the question, how should we do this? And they, that leader is also convicted that they should be engaging very closely with each of the people on their leadership team. Mm. Now, Holly, a lot of wives are listening to this show today thinking that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, but it was from Whataburger. In case you're wondering what that came from, that was Rick's glass was from Whataburger. Cup. All right, really quick, Holly. A lot of wives are listening today who are whose husbands run their businesses, and they're going, but why do I have to come? Is Am I going to get anything out of this? Really quick, 30 seconds. Well, you know, one of the beautiful things is Rick invited me to be exactly who I am in this business. He didn't require me to fill a gap that was there. He just said, you come here and you be who God created you to be. And so... Um, and giving, been giving the freedom to do that, um, you know, bringing the family atmosphere to this place. That was my calling, and that's who it is. So you have, they have a, a way to fit in here, and it's unique, and it's a way that only they can fit in. They may find a place that they never realized they had within that business. Rick and Holly Beaton, Bo, thank you so much for being on I Work for Him today. Thanks, Jim. Thank y'all. We it love was y'all. a lot of fun. Make sure you guys check this out kingdomatwork.com kingdomatwork.com get signed up right now for next year's kingdom leadership workshops you'll see us maybe a one or two of those i don't know but you've got to be here don't miss it kingdomatwork.com kingdomatwork.com you've been listening to i work for him with your host jim and martha brangenberg we're christ followers our workplace it's a mission field but ultimately i I work work for for him. him